1: This is Metroscope, an Intercom Portland Public Affairs program. I'm Preston Highfield. Joining us this time on Metroscope is Kyle Camberg, Executive Director for the Sunshine Division. The Sunshine Division provides free, accessible food and clothing assistance to struggling local families and individuals. They offer food assistance six days a week at their North Thompson location, four days a week at their Southeast Stark location, as well as 24-7 through their partnership with the Portland Police Bureau. Welcome, Kyle. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Happy holidays. You too. You too. How's everything going on with you? This is the uh,
0: this is the crazy time of uh, time of year. We've got a Thanksgiving program. We've got a holiday program. Our front doors at our two food pantries uh, kind of grow exponentially with the amount of people that are looking for help, and then the amount of organizations, schools, churches, other social service organizations, other. Uh, governmental or law enforcement agencies that are looking for a little help from us to help provide, you know, turkeys and things of that nature for for a for a holiday program, they all sort of all all boats are rising with the tide, so to speak. So we are very busy this time of year, and uh, it's a great time of year for us, but yeah. it, it, it's a little crazy.
1: Excellent, I can imagine. Um, let's learn about the Sunshine Division yeah. first before we get into exactly what you guys do and just the origin. I was looking on your website, founded in 1922. I believe back in the day, or 1923, kind of the idea came to fruition in 1922, if I'm correct. But can you just kind of fill us yeah. in on the origin and the local ties as well? Because I think a lot of people would like to know exactly. About that. Exactly.
0: It's a really unique, cool story, and unlike anything you'll find anywhere else. It kind of, as Portland always says, keep Portland weird or keep it unique, <laughs> um, we're the only charity that I know of that was started by a police bureau. And like you said, back 1922, and then sort of, sort of, it's sort of lore at this point because it's uh-huh. almost a hundred years ago, 96 Christmas Eves ago, if you wow. will, back in 1923 in Goose Hollow, you know, Southwest Portland, police officers and the first police reserves were actually uh, uh, sort of a funny aside. A number of uh, police officers were laid off because of uh-huh. this new technology yeah. called the CAR Made it more. That's how long ago we're talking about Th- this new thing. The car made it more cost effective for police officers to drive around. So you had all the, you had a bunch of cops that got laid off. They kind of started this new thing at the time called the reserve. Gosh
1: darn automobiles! Exactly.
0: It was putting people out of business. Automation, <laughs> and uh, they delivered baskets of food. And I always kind of joke people. Everyone has that kind of childhood image of the Yogi Bear picnic basket. But mm-hmm. I see these old, you know, ninety something year old photos, and it's baskets of food. Police officers. And these former police officers who are now reserves delivering to, you know, over, you know, 100 or so homes in Goose Hollow and literally taking food out of these baskets and putting it on people's kitchen. And kind of like if you're the person that hosts Thanksgiving or the Fourth of July party or whatever, after you do something a few years, it becomes a tradition and you can't, you know, mm-hmm. you can't stop doing it. And that's really what the Sunshine Division was. Um, the local media sort of donned or named these these, these officers the mm. Sunshine Boys. And then mm. kind of because they were cops, there's always a division of police. They became named the Sunshine Division. That's why where the name came from. And really uh, the story and that tradition of the holidays, um, that kept going strong and still goes strong to this day. Um, and so much so that a few members of the police bureau... Uh, were literally the Sunshine Division, sort of a division of a few people who made sure that food and clothing was available 24/7 in a police precinct, so that officers could take that out to families in times of crisis. And so, you know, we're thinking Great Depression, we're thinking mm-hmm. World War II, and finally, by the 1960s, the organization uh, was incorporated as a 501c3, and we actually have a. Uh, a 98-year-old former police officer who's still alive to this day, who who told me many years ago, uh, he said to me, Kyle, and this is a quote, so uh, it's not my words, he said, uh, he goes, we had the good sense to incorporate it so that a politician couldn't screw it up. Unquote. (laughs) And I always thought that was hilarious. But what he meant was, you know, it wasn't a formalized thing. It was just something the police did out of the goodness of their heart to help people. Mm-hmm. And in the 1960s, they took the steps to make sure that it, it got solidified as an actual incorporated charity in 501c3, which is what, what we are. So now mm-hmm. you fast forward another 40 or so years later. Um, we're a smallish to medium-sized nonprofit, myself and about... Uh, 13 other people run our day-to-day operations. We have two facilities, one in North Portland by the Moda Center, one in Southeast Portland uh, near 124th and Stark. Those facilities will serve approximately 18,000 households throughout the year that come to us directly Mm -hmm. to shop in our food pantry and our clothing rooms. Um, We also serve as a small bulk food provider. I say small, about 2 million pounds of food we'll distribute to other social service agencies, schools, churches. Um, and law enforcement. And then the unique wrinkle, which is kind of honoring that past and making sure that tradition continues is we still work really closely with the Portland Police Bureau. So um, we put Sunshine Division emergency food boxes in all the police precincts. So a citizen in Portland uh, is experiencing a time of crisis. If they call that non-emergency number or if a police officer uh, is perhaps out on a, on a call and they see that a household doesn't have any food, they have the ability to get a Sunshine Division food box out to a family any hour of the day. Um, and I have countless examples of whether it was weather, whether it was a victim of crime, whether it was domestic violence, uh, an officer responding to something that really had nothing to do with hunger but, it, but realizing that there's something in that household uh, that is hunger and poverty related it, and they, they have that ability to get the food out. We also have a, a great program called our Izzy's Kids program. There was a woman named Isabella Hoyt who back mm-hmm. in 1981 started a program. She was nicknamed Izzy and she wanted a program so that police officers could get connected with low-income kids to get them appropriate school clothing. Mm-hmm. Again, fast forward many decades later this year, we funded about $60,000 worth of school clothes shopping. Wow. And it's always one-on-one with an officer and a child. Um, the children are typically referred by a school counselor or by a school resource officer, and so again, a lot of times those those individuals are working in concert together with families. Sometimes it's a family that's been a, a, a victim uh, of a crime or has experienced a tragedy perhaps, and so we get contacted by either the officer or the school and we, we connect the families and we fundraise so that that experience can happen. And, You get a kid who gets a really cool one-on-one shopping experience. And then the last part, I'm droning on here, but the last part is the holiday food box program. So Mm -hmm. it's a little different than 1923. We're not walking out with (laughs) baskets in Goose Hollow. Um, We actually, here in a few weeks, we're going to create 3,800 very hearty holiday meals. And what I mean by that is it's about a 40-pound box of produce and non-perishable. So everyone can kind of imagine a a large sort of like almost like a banker box.
1: Okay. sunshinedivision.org. You can check out their website. You can donate. You can learn more about them there. You have a four-star rating on Charity Navigator. That's yeah. out of four stars. Correct. That's yeah that's, that's a four highest. out of four. Correct. It's not a four out of five. It's a four out of four. Can you enlighten us? What is that? Yeah, do? that's
0: one of my that's a great uh setup there. Thank you. That's a, a softball. <laughs> Hopefully I hit that out of the park. But um Charity Navigator for those that don't know they are themselves a nonprofit. They're basically the Better Business Bureau of okay. charitable ratings or grading. Uh-huh. Um, uh, as most people know, uh, charities, tax returns are public information. So uh, you can find that on the Internet. But most people don't want to take the time. It, it, you know, It's pretty boring to read through a tax return. That's what Charity Navigator does. They go through tax returns of all charities that they can get their hands on, and and frankly, if they can't get their hands on it, that's a bit of a red flag. So, <laughs> um, they look at the tax return, and they want really their big thing they're grading on is how efficient are you with the donor's dollar. If someone donates to a mm-hmm. charity, is it going to the intended purpose? And so we're very proud of that. I mean, we're a very, uh, if you wanted an adjective to describe the Sunshine Division, I would say scrappy. We get okay. a lot done with a little. We've got a nearly 90 year old warehouse we operate out of that was not intended to be a food bank, but it is. We have a huge team of volunteers that make it go. We've got a really cool partnership with the Portland Police Bureau and we got a dedicated small staff. So what that charity navigator rating means is you can feel good donating to this charity that we've, we've received their highest rating because we're efficient. Mm -hmm. They know that because they've looked through the tax return and done the math. Um, This was our sixth year in a row of getting four stars. The letter they sent me said only 6% of the many thousand charities they rate have got a rating uh, of four stars, six years or more in a row. So uh, I'm not saying that there aren't other great charities, but I am saying that you you can be assured yeah. that we are very efficient with the donors' dollar. So whether you're donating your time, food, clothing, or writing a check, mm-hmm. um, we're gonna make sure that we are we're doing good work with that, yeah. that donation.
1: You alluded to it earlier, but if you could just kind of go into more depth as far as how you guys distribute food and clothing, yeah. and then what you guys do around the holidays, because it is the holiday season. Yeah, after it's all. the holiday season. So. Um, we've
0: been in our warehouse in inner North Portland, just up from the Moto Center, uh, since the mid-1970s. We have a food pantry there, and we have a, a clothing distribution room, kind of, um, you know, it, it, it's not Macy's or Nordstrom, but it's gently used clothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, families can access that building six days a week. Uh, we're coming up on our year anniversary of our Southeast Stark location, which we were talking about, uh, you know, before we started. that mm-hmm. is has primarily been funded by our Winter Wonderland event. So we now have two locations. Anyone who uh, can answer yes to any of the following, if you have children uh, 18 or younger in your house, if you're on Social Security, uh, if you are a veteran or receive any sort of veterans' assistance or widowed veterans' assistance, um, if you're on disability income, if you answered yes to any of those, you are eligible to visit our location. Um, We have always been under the guise of emergency food, so um, people can come to us typically about six times a year. And everything, this is the key thing that I want to stress, everything that we distribute, whether that's to an individual person, a family, uh, or to another organization, or via the police bureau, or anything of that nature, is always 100% free. There is no pass-through. There is no quid pro quo. There is no, uh, you know, we're not requiring anything of any of the partners that we have or any of the people we help. We, We do good for the sake of doing good. And, again, our donors appreciate that.
1: So as of four years ago, I believe you were telling me you guys own a light show.
0: Yeah, that's that, another crazy story <laughs> that you
1: guys operate. You can I'll let you go ahead and run with this. Yeah. either how you acquired it, and then also that th- this Winter Wonderland event, what people can look forward to when they yes. go out there.
0: So we had long been a recipient uh, of of fundraising from the Winter Wonderland light show that's at Portland International Raceway. This is year twenty six. And for many years, the previous owner had raised money for us, and we'd been collecting food at the event for well over a decade, and so we'd kind of been a part of the show. Um, We actually were fortunate enough to receive some funding um, from the Murdoch Trust, which allowed us to become the owners and operators of the show. And so we worked with the previous owner, and we had a pretty good knowledge of the show because we'd been intimately invited to be a part of it for many years. And so we got into the uh, the business and in our case, the fundraising business Mm -hmm. of owning this show. And because of this generous grant, it really it allowed us to to uh, take it over with very little risk other than we had to make sure it went well. Um, But it had a long history. It's kind of a staple here in Portland for families who are looking for holiday entertainment. And so four years ago, we became the owner operators of this. And, you know, I'm really proud last year our largest source of funding for the new location on Stark is from the light show. And so the light show has been a huge success. There's been record attendance the last few years. We've been able to do some upgrades. Uh, majority of the show is now led. It was the old incandescent bulbs before. So we've started the process of upgrading it. And what it is for those that haven't been to it is, um, we rent Portland international raceway out their PIR in North Portland. And it's about a two mile oval and you get to drive through the track for once you get to be on the track, but instead of racing, you're, you know, you're going two or three months, mu- you're idling through the course. And so you're in the comfort of your own car. It's nice and warm. However many people you can pile into the van or the SUV or the whatever. And so if you've, if you've got a, you got one of those three row cars, you can get seven, you and you yeah. know the whole family and cousins and everybody in there. And it's really affordable family fun. And so you drive, you drive through the track and there'll be over 250 different installations or scenes out there. And so there's everything from the 12 days of Christmas to nativity to things that have nothing to do with, uh, you know, Christmas time, like the dinosaur area, which huh. when my son was really little, that was his favorite. And now he's graduated to liking some of the like the light tunnel and some other things a little more. But little kids love the dinosaurs. <laughs> but so there's different sort of scenes and areas that you drive through. And it's, mm-hmm. so it's, it's holiday lights. Some are Christmas themed. Some some are not. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, if you go to your local Safeway or Albertsons, you can, you can buy a ticket for $18. And as I think I said to you off air, I, yeah. I can't take my son and a few of his friends for soft serve for $18 anymore. So it's pretty affordable. But the important part is, one, it's going to fund the Sunshine Division's food relief efforts here in Portland. And two, you may have heard it rains a lot in Portland. So you're in your car. It's It's a perfect, you know, 71 degrees. You can turn on your, your might as well be in San Diego. Turn on your holiday you uh, music from your favorite intercom station, Charlie, and exactly. listen <laughs> listen to your listen to your songs and, and and it's just a nice thing to do. I have a nine year old, and well, now he thinks he he kind of gets to see behind the curtain a little bit. He thinks he's a VIP, but we've been going for many years, and it's a great thing to do with kids. It's warm. You're in the car. It gets you in the holiday mood. And like mm-hmm. I said, at the end of it, you know that your 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 entry to feed people at the holidays, so it's it's really um, it's a nice thing to be able to do with the family, but also you know you're you're helping you're helping an organization do a, do a lot for other families.
1: Yeah, I think it's a wonderful event to go and, and be a part of and i mean I like i was saying i grew up in the portland area and you know when it's cold outside there's not you know you can shoot basketballs inside but like <laughs> other than that i mean you're looking for fun entertainment i mean i think it's good for all ages not just not just people with young kids i mean if you if Correct. you know you can do you can do the zoo lights thing but it, you can also you know be able to have this opportunity which is more affordable and you get the comfort of your own car which it, is it's fun also, as well for people who are in high school or whatever
0: yes it's 30 days and so you bring that probably our number two demographic are. Our... Because I would say the youngsters on dates, and yeah. you know that comes in all you know anyone yeah. on a date, you yeah. could be you could be in your teens, your twenties, or your fifties, and mm-hmm. be on a date. Uh, but again, you are uh, I've uh, whether you want to go a little earlier in the season when it's not as busy and have a quick trip through. Uh, you know I've heard that from some people who have have young kids; they don't want to wait in lines when it's busy, so they go early. We open on Black Friday and run all the way through the day after Christmas. Uh, or I've heard the opposite of some parents who have teenagers, and they said they actually want to go when it's busy because they'd like to be trapped in the car and so that their kids have to talk to them. Ah, <laughs> so it yeah. kind of depends on your perspective. <laughs> Corner of the kids. If, if you don't mind a little bit of a line and a wait, yeah, yeah go, that, go that week of Christmas okay. on the weekend. If you're worried about it, if you don't like lines or you don't, you know, you'd for various reasons, don't want to be uh, stuck in the car too long, Ah, uh, come out on a Tuesday uh, early on in the show, and it's not too busy at all. So you know, plan your trip accordingly for that. I always tell people it's kind of like if you were going to see Santa at the mall; it's always a little busier on the twenty-first of December than it is on the you know the thirtieth of November. So yeah, um, but no, it, it all depends what you're looking for. So uh-huh. yes, if you're on a date and you want to have go. a longer conversation, yeah, come on the weekend. Uh- <laughs> there you go; it's it's
1: something for everyone. So it's the Winter Wonderland event. All funds raised go to the Sunshine Division, which which helps. Uh, feed and provide clothing for folks in our community who are in need. Uh, should people know anything else kind of about Winter Wonderland before they go? And you know, dates I think you said it's yeah. $18 for a car if you go right? to your Safeway,
0: two dollars off. Okay. Safeway Albertson's at the customer service in the Portland metro area. I would say one thing, no, it is drive through, but we do have three nights which are not okay going to be drive through, so there's only three nights where it's not your car, so you don't want to show up on those nights unless you want. So we have a uh, our first Tuesday, and uh, you've got I know you've got the website right out there, so you can yeah. click on that, but uh, our we've got our special night. So our, our first Tuesday following Thanksgiving, which I'm going to make sure I tell you the correct date on that. Okay. Our first Tuesday following Thanksgiving, so on Tuesday the 27th, that is going to be our bike the lights night. So that's okay. the only night, and it's all bikes, bikes um, only, no joggers, no strollers. No whatever there's plenty of no bike in Portland, so they'll but, it's yeah, bikes. But bring your bike, and okay. so come on out and if you here's the other thing, you don't have a bike or you can't get home to get your bike, we're gonna have Nike's bike those nice bright orange Nike bike mm. town. We'll have about twenty five of those out there. So you can even just call, come out and park and ride one of those. Those okay. are free that night. And so that's bike the lights night. And it's only six bucks. Kids twelve and under are free. So again, good affordable thing. Yeah. You know, two adults can come out with all your kids on twelve and under for twelve bucks. Yeah and we'll have vendors, we'll have food out there, we'll have voodoo donuts. It's very, you know, it's very mm. Portland. You can get okay. your food. Yeah. So hopefully the hopefully the weather holds. Then the following week, which is the first the first full week of December on Tuesday the 4th, we have what's called our Lights and Leashes Dog Walk Night. And that's a really fun night cuz people can bring their pets out. And people are encouraged to dress their pets up and again, it's Portland, so you better believe it. There's we have a we have a costume contest if you will for Mm. the best dressed dog oh wow um and that's a cool night so obviously a lot of dog lovers great night to come out for that and then that's all on foot so that night you will not be allowed to drive a car or bike or anything that that's simply on foot with or without a pet and that's a really fun night and then our last night uh which is slightly different is thursday the sixth and that is our night of holiday misfits which is code for dress up Okay. Where you're, you know, come as Clark Griswold or the Grinch or what, <laughs> whatever it is you'd like to do. We'll have the adult costume contest that night. We also have some local uh, breweries that will be serving tastings out there that night. And again, that's, that's a walk night. And so those are the three special nights that you're not in the car. It's a chance to go out there. It's about a two-mile loop. So, uh, you know, dress okay. dress appropriately. It's yeah. Portland. Yeah. Even if it's not cold, it's you're, it could be a little windy. Wear a coat. And, uh, if it's, if it's a little bit of rain, maybe bring that umbrella, but, um, those are really fun nights to go out and, and, you know, see the lights on foot, which is a really unique and you're on a paved track. So, you know,
1: it's, um, it's a really unique experience as well. So those,
0: those are, those are fun experiences. All the other nights,
1: we're only gonna let you out there in the car. Yeah. And the dates, November 23rd through December 26th of this year. Uh, it's at the Portland International Raceway on those dates. It says, please, no chains or studded tires. That's their rule, not ours. It's a, it is a racetrack okay. the rest of the yeah. year. So, got to yes. keep the racetrack in good shape. That's By the way, great. for that costume contest, if a whole family comes, you got to dress up as Griswold, Ellen or Ellen, whatever her, the wife's name is, Russ, and the daughter. And that would, that would be an automatic win. I, th- I mean, if you pull
0: it off, yes. One, of, one off. of my favorite images is the famous Chevy Chase, yeah. where he's about to plug in the lights, yeah. and you know, in the house, of course, is going to yeah. short circuit or whatever. But that's <laughs> the entire town yes, ends up short exactly. circuiting. We, we can all envision that. <laughs> yeah. But yes, the the Griswolds is a, so, that's a good one. We we did have a guy in full Grinch wow outfit last year, the okay. face and everything. It was it was pretty good. He that he, is an he looked like he came from Central Casting. So yes, that is an effort. Or just wear your best ugly sweater. I mean, what, yeah. whatever you want to do. Yeah, that's whatever. probably what
1: I would do. I'd throw on an ugly sweater, get some hot cocoa. All all right. Well, um well, let's let's end on not a down note, but a realistic note as far as like some numbers for uh, you know folks who go hungry in the in the Portland area. Obviously, this is kind right. of in your wheelhouse. Just maybe kind of a reality check for people listening. Yeah. If if you could kind of just give I mean whatever stats you want to give as far as folks in in the Portland metro area who do go hungry or who also maybe need clothing an extra jacket around the holidays, what have you? Uh, is there any stats you'd like to kind of rattle off here as we close this thing out? Yeah, I guess I would just speak to why, what the Sunshine Division
0: and other Food relief charities that are sort of on the front lines. Why it's important? Um, number one, since the recession, the amount of households we serve has doubled annually. That's just that's our organization. That's not a global statistic for anyone, but we're so we're serving two x essentially of what of what we used to serve. Um, and so for me, that's very sobering because we all know that uh, unemployment is historically low right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the economy, you know, allegedly has been quite good for some time and yet Portland, uh, the cost of living in Portland undoubtedly has skyrocketed along with that. So you have a lot of families, I get that question a lot, who do you serve, how do you serve them, wh- why? A lot of families who are gainfully employed are struggling just to keep up with the skyrocketing costs to exist in the Portland metro area. So that's number one, we're serving more people than ever. In terms of statistics, and I often got asked, well, why, why did we pick that location at 124th and Stark?" and, and The simple answer is it's very much right in the heart of the greatest need in Portland. And um, I try not to bore people with statistics, but there's a few that are very clear um, and they're, they're very easy to digest. And it's the number of children that are eligible for free and reduced lunch. And so when you look at the school districts in East Portland, Uh, David Douglas, which is just down the street Mm -hmm. uh, at about 130th, right off 130th and Stark. The David Douglas, that's the high school. The school district there hovers right around 74, 75 percent of of kids. You know, 75 out of 100 are eligible for free and reduced. And you might say, well, that's just one school district. Um, Park Rose hovers in the low 70s in, in northeast Portland. Uh, Centennial, which is just east, uh, you know, just east of there, is south southeast of there, uh, is hovering right around seventy. And Reynolds, which is kind of on the, you know, primarily in Gresham, but also touches the northeastern tip of Portland, is also in the low seventies. And so, those are really, really large populations uh, of people. If you look, if you look, basically, if you look at a map of Portland, east of I two hundred five, you know, you're talking well over a hundred thousand people. And, uh, you know, it's like a it's like a city unto itself. Yeah. And those school districts, you know, you're talking seven out of 10 of the kids. And those those are real stats. Those are I mean, those are federally, you know, put together data points and Mm -hmm. they're and they're recent. Um, We're talking about this school year. And so knowing that seven out of 10 kids essentially in East Portland are struggling and really struggling to me is all I need to know is that's where we need to be doing more to help families. Um, cause those, you know, a lot of those kids are struggling, just get by and those, those, you know, parents are, you know, frankly, they're, they're working a job and it's not, it's not paying the bills. So that's where the sunshine division comes in. We hope to fill some of those gaps. Um, I get asked often about homelessness in our community and really our hope is that we provide food and clothing resources to help stabilize families so that that doesn't become a reality for them. You know, we're, we're there for that emergency, for those crisis. And for many people, it, it's been a long-term crisis where they're just struggling to get by. And so hopefully some food and clothing can help mm-hmm. um, mitigate that issue for mm-hmm. them. And, and, you know, it's, it's to really hopefully solidify and stabilize some people's lives and take away Uh, some basic need, you know, bills that people would have. So Mm -hmm. that's why we're in East Portland. That's why it should be important to anyone that lives in the Portland metro area because those those stats, you know, those are painfully obvious to me that Mm -hmm. there's a lot of work to be done, um,
1: particularly in the east side of town. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of people would be surprised by those stats as well. So thanks for sharing. All right, Kyle, Executive Director for the Sunshine Division. Come out to the Winter Wonderland event, everyone listening, uh, at the Portland International Raceway, November 23rd through December 26th. That's correct. All right. Well, thanks so much for stopping in. Thank you. And uh, yeah, and enjoy the uh, Wonderland event. And I good, guess good luck putting it on this year as well.
0: Yeah, putting that on. Yeah. Uh, you know, distributing. A, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of four thousand holiday meals. Yeah. And, you know. You guys. I'm, I'm gonna. be busy. You're gonna be a busy man. My hair's gonna get a little grayer between yeah. now and New Year's, but it's 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 all for the right
1: reasons. All right, Kyle. Thanks a lot. Thank you. We were talking today with Kyle Camberg, Executive Director for the Sunshine Division. Metroscope is an Intercom Portland public affairs program on Preston Highfield. If you're involved with a nonprofit or public affairs organization, or if you have an idea for an upcoming show, I'd like to hear from you. Visit metroscopepdx.com and submit your ideas. You can also go to this station's website and submit your information there. Thanks for listening to Metroscope, and enjoy the rest of your weekend.